Welcome to Kane's 5 Under 5, the top five most important news stories in cybersecurity for May 2023. Let's go. Our first story is about Helen Dixon, the Data Protection Commissioner for Ireland. Actually, no, surprise, it's about ChatGPT, the tool that no one can stop talking about. Helen Dixon previously led to over 600 million euro in fines and investigations into Google, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and WhatsApp, and now her office is looking to understand where the training data are sourced for large language models like ChatGPT. She's suggesting everyone take a longer term view on regulation for AI, and given that the provenance of the training data for ChatGPT is the internet, it's going to potentially be hard for ChatGPT or other large language models to respond to a request from an EU citizen to have their personal data erased in under a month. You might have also heard of this as the right to be forgotten. Hopefully any resulting AI regulations will be sensible and compliant with privacy laws, though it's unclear if AI development companies will just treat initial fines as a cost of doing business, or if any AI regulations are going to keep up with the rapid pace of development. Our second story is about the Zero Trust Maturity Model which recently released version 2.0. As a reminder, even though a vendor will sell you a zero trust solution, zero trust is not a product. Prior to joining Hyperproof, I was doing executive advisory work and helping clients understand their cybersecurity and regulatory preparedness across a variety of factors. Generally speaking, we used a CMMI view of NIST CSF maturity with controls prioritized by open source intelligence findings aligned to MITRE attack, unless the client had another framework like uh, CIS, CSC, and then their primary regulatory burdens. When the preliminary C zero trust maturity model launched, my team incorporated that because it's an actionable vendor agnostic lens on security maturity. And while MITRE ATT&CK was useful for control prioritization based on observed attacks, bringing zero trust into the mix allowed for deeper conversations around long-term security strategies that went past adherence to a given framework or just checking regulatory boxes. Our third story is about applying the success story that is CMMC to civilian agencies. This could be implemented via a new FAR rule that goes past the 15 basic controls specified in FAR 52204.21 to instead require civilian contractors to implement all the controls specified in NIST 800-171. While I appreciate the concept of improving cybersecurity across the supply chain, including government contractors who can handle controlled unclassified information, I'm skeptical that the Small Business Administration is going to get excited about making it harder for small contractors to win federal contracts. And watch out for anyone who says it's just like what happened with those recent security lapses at the Air National Guard. I don't personally think that a government contractor handling fire sprinkler systems at a random civilian agency office is quite the same as a rogue system administrator with unfettered access to classified information and discord at the same time. Our fourth story is about insurance because that's the hotness. As a reminder, cyber insurance policies cover a lot of the things that companies need at the start of a bad day, like a breach coach, incident response services, helping companies with replacing hardware and software, that sort of thing. Insurance companies and their customers are now starting to recognize there's a gray area for who's picking up the tab for the resulting litigation from a data breach, as some policies cover the attorney's fees for defending against class action lawsuits and regulatory investigations, but not for any resulting penalties. And those lawsuits drag on and on. This might result in more clarity in what's covered and not covered in insurance documents, but it might also cause rates to go up for those insurers that need to cover the risks of paying out for regulatory penalties or the awards from class action lawsuits. Finally, our fifth story is about that water treatment system in Oldsmar, Florida, where it looks like the headline should have been, Florida man fixes his own mistake, 
rather than the actual headlines we saw, which were about yet another shadowy hacker figure taking over a poorly defended operational technology system to cause chaos and resulted in two years of conference talk tracks on risks to critical infrastructure like water treatment plants. Attribution is hard. And based on the information available at the time, this was scary news. But two years later, the FBI concluded that there was no evidence of any access from the outside, and the unofficial word is the same employee who caused the mistake fixed it. If you think back to the prior story about long-term risks in cyber insurance, think about it this way. What would have happened to any lawsuits associated with a water treatment facility hack that didn't actually happen at all? That's all for this month. Please like and subscribe for the latest monthly news summary and drop your thoughts in the comments below. Thanks for watching.